Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. My name is Serge, I'll be your host, my co-host, and my dear friend and partner, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sergio. Okay, and then everybody has a hiatus. Steve is on location on a boat somewhere. Uh, ben is recovering <laughs> from our week in Cedros. Uh, Tony is Tony. Mia. So, but we do have Andrew Mack. So I want to say good morning to Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. Do you see that? Everybody's gone. But Ron and I are, are here, okay? So that's a good thing. Well, my body is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we had, we, we had a good week. We had a really good week. Uh, anyway, Andrew, um, how you been? Been good. I'm out here at uh, Lake Havasu. Well, you're at Havasu? My, my, yeah, I'm celebrating my bachelor party because next Saturday I'm getting married. <laughs> I told you, uh, you still have until next Friday night to give Ron and I a call, and we will come pick you up. <laughs> so if you need to well, run. I thought you were going to be on a trip. What's that? So I thought you were going to be on a trip. Well, Ron will take care of it, and uh, this also applies to your to your future wife. If she wants to get away, we will rescue her as well. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> Now, listen, congratulations um, to both of you, and uh, we wish you the absolute very best, Okay. Oh, yeah, thank you. All right. Well, listen, um, we just got some alerting news. I'm sure you just got your phone blew up, didn't it, just before the show? Yes, it did. Okay, so let's do this. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and start with uh, the local fish report because we got a lot of stuff to say. I mean, we just got back from Cedros, stellar yellowtail fishing, stellar bonita fishing, um, calicos as well. Um, That's a good trip. The Ron has some announcements. Uh, we've got some great trips that are coming up that you know people want to come. We have a few spots left, not a lot on these on each trip, but we have some really good stuff coming up. And then uh, we'll talk about Tuesday. We're heading out to the East Cape, okay? And um, then we'll. There's just a lot of stuff going. So what I'd like to do is I'm going to turn it over to Ron, okay? And he just got some very important news from our dear friend Jonathan Oliver Skinner okay, of Lake Elsinore, the director of um, Parks and Recreations. So tell us what's going on there. Well, good morning, Jonathan. I'm sure you're listening and good to hear from you. But uh, at Lake Elsinore, you know, there hasn't, they haven't had a recent stocking, but the fishing is still good. I mean, it's just the catfish is going off uh, like normal. Uh, and don't forget to use your bite on. Give Tony a plug there, but um, the fishing's still good. 
because they're getting ready for their fall. Uh, the suppliers are getting ready for their fall delivery schedules and so on. And then uh, come next weekend, Saturday and Sunday, for the, fir- uh, the first downtown market uh, uh, and uh, farmer's market uh, Sunday. Let's see. It'll be the downtown market on Saturday night and then the farmer's market on Sunday. Well, uh, let me stop you there and we can right. talk about that because I've been there for this. <clears throat> If if you like downtown markets, if you like farmers markets, and it's more, it's much more than that. What right. they do is take Main Street, yep, okay, and everything happens there. You get to walk around. People, great people, guys. It's outside, which is you know perfectly safe right now to be outside. It's a lot of fun. The weather is very favorable. It's a great way to spend an evening afternoon. Okay, so. Um, that's right there in downtown Main Street. We've done that, Ron. We, yeah. did, we did something like that before. And then the big one on September 30th, what's happening? Well, then then you have the state of the city with uh, Mayor Bob McGee. And if everybody knows Bob McGee, he's probably out there, probably getting ready to go fishing down there now with his dog. Uh, they're always out there. They're always fishing. You know, and, and, and you know, you got the people that uh, support the city. They're actually out there doing everything that they set up, and they he's out there every Saturday fishing with this Isn't dog. Isn't it cool? I mean, the yeah. mayor of the city loves to go catfish every Saturday. I know I, I've seen him on Saturday mornings, uh, but but you know the nice thing is there's a lot of things happening at Lake Elsinore. We've seen the evolution and the change over the last 10, 15 years, and that's because they have a great city council. I, I love the fact that the city council lives in the city. And they love their city. And, uh, you know, they don't get paid much. I think they get paid $100 a month, okay? I mean, that doesn't even take care of the gas to go to the meetings. But um, they'll be really touting all the accomplishments all the accomplishments in Lake Elsinore in the last year. So, Bob, Bob McGee, congratulations on uh, being the new mayor. We really love you, and we thank you for your support. Uh, so that's uh, Lake Elsinore. Also, what's happening in October? Is that really an annual trunk or treat? <laughs> <laughs> so and and going on, the all the vendors along the streets, they all uh, decorate their stores. Um, it says trunks um, for the kids wearing costumes, and uh, you know it's on Saturday, October sixteenth, and that'll be a mariachi fest at Diamond Stadium. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. We've been yeah, down there when I, they did that. I think what happens is, um, you know, the, the cars they, they lift up their trunks, yep. and the trunks are act. The trunk of the car is actually decorated. Decorated. All the kids are walking around in costume. And it's just a lot of fun. Mariachi. So I can. I, I like to go sing mariachi. You've seen me do that. Yes, I have. Okay, so if you guys want more information, the best thing to do is go to, you know, go to Lake Elsinore, hit a, hit up hit them up on Facebook, Instagram, or go directly to their website. Right. Well, the trunk the trunk or treat is on the fifteenth, and then you have the mariachis on the sixteenth. So okay, yeah, perfect. It's, so it's, it's a Friday, two separate, Saturday, two separate events. Right. I think I'll show up Saturday. After, you know, for the for the mariachi. Maybe we'll have to spend the night in one of the yurts there at uh, Launch Point, and that uh, sounds good. And get up early and go have fun. And or on one of the uh, airstreams. Those yeah, one of the airstreams. Absolutely. But, guys, for more information, go to www.lake-elsinore.org. Okay, that's, once again, it's lake-elsinore.org, and you'll get all the info. Okay, those are for, from everything there is from our friends over at Lake Elsinore. So there's a lot of activity, and um, as we wind down, uh, Ron, this is, this is good. I mean, this is good to have some of the local flavor. Yep. Go check it out. It's a great city. All right. Excellent. All right, Andrew Mack, Mack the Knife. Don't cut yourself. Okay. Tell me. Talk to me. Talk to me. 
What's going on? All right. On? So, so right now we're kind of in like a transit, tra, um, transition. Uh, the some of the lakes that have been stocking catfish all summer uh, are all announcing that uh, that they're going to stop uh, in hopes of a colder winter uh, to get the trout coming in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you've got like the San Bernardino County uh, regional parks; uh, they all finished their stocking. Uh, you have uh, um, some of the Riverside regional parks; they finished their stocking. Um, but one lake that hasn't stopped, and one lake that continues to stock heavy and it will all the way up until the week the trout come in is uh Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh Craig, you know, is running that operation over there and he continues to send his Imperial catfish trucks out full of fish every week, every Thursday. They're coming in stocking all three lakes and the fishing is from what I'm seeing has been phenomenal over there. Guys are catching them right now on uh you know like what Ron was saying, uh, same as Lake Elsinore. The bite on Mac bites, those things are getting hit like crazy. Uh, shrimp, frozen shrimp using the dipped in the Cajun sauce uh, from bite on is also getting a hit. Um, they still, they last week they put uh, all the uh, tilapia in, and a lot of guys are getting tilapia right now on uh, on night crawlers, uh, and then a few on jigs. Um, the fishing is just it's just going off right now, and they uh, they do offer overnight camping still every Friday and Saturday night. Uh, you're allowed to, uh, if you want to have a float tube, you can launch your float tube there for extra fee. Uh, they have the boat rentals. So, I mean, you know, catfish season is not over by a long shot. And if you guys are looking for, you know, the biggest, the most, you know, catfish being stocked, definitely staying on River Lakes is, is the place to go. Um, other than that, you have uh, Mountain Lakes. Uh, they continue to stock every Thursday, 500 pounds. Uh, they usually stock to, I believe it's about the second week of October. Uh, then they have like a one or two, one or two weeks uh, with nothing, and then uh, they're usually the first lake to uh, to start stocking uh, trout around that time. Um, so it's we're getting closer to that that trout season there. Um, another thing with trout, um, if we head up to Big Bear Lake uh, in two weeks, October second uh, is um, is the Big Bear Trout Fest. Uh, that one uh, the, was sponsored by Western Outdoor News. Uh, they're going to have a huge trout stocking that week. I believe it's 3,500 pounds uh, that they'll probably throw in midweek sometimes because they want to give the, the the fish enough time to get acclimated, get spread around the lake. Um, you know that way uh, shore and boat boat anglers uh, get a chance to go ahead and uh, and uh, catch some trout there. Um, other than that, uh, in the High Sierras, they have uh, the Bridgeport. Uh, Bridgeport uh, Reservoir, they have a derby coming up October 9th. Uh, that's in uh, Bridgeport. I think it's uh, 500 bucks in cash and prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Other than that, uh, that's pretty much all the fresh water that's going on right now. All I right. know uh, one significant cash. Uh, one, one well, significant let me, let me uh, hold on to that. Hold on to that because I can hear the music. we got to go to first break of the day. So hold on to that info. We'll come back. We'll close up the fresh water with that, and then we'll get into some salt. We're not going to pour some sugar. We're going to put some salt on it. All right, folks, you're at Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA, the Zangra Chronicles. We'll be right back. Angels Radio. AMA 30. 
Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. You're on Angels Radio, AM830, KLA. This is Anchor Chronicles. And uh, let me go back to um, uh, uh, Andrew. Andrew. Before the tide is too high and over his neck. Okay. And uh, you tell me exactly the thought you were you had as we went to uh, break. And then we'll finish up with the fresh water. And let the tide roll in as we talk about salt water. Go ahead. Yeah. So an angler, angler by the name of Alexa, Alexander Canip uh, has been taking his kayak to Lake Paris uh, every couple weeks. Uh, he's been trying because he's heard that there's striper in that lake, which is they're there. They're just not common at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been going and going and going and going. And finally, uh, yesterday, he was on his kayak uh, throwing a big swim bait, got blown up on, connected to a 16-pound striper oh. uh, from Lake Paris. And he's just he's just been ecstatic ever since. He's like, I finally did it. I caught the unicorn, you know, in Lake Paris. So that was pretty exciting stuff to see that fish being and, and, and stop there because you know that's persistency pays off, you know. And they keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. You're learning something new every time and you're honing into what needs to be done. And once you do that, you're in the money. So uh, congratulations. Okay, so uh, I'm just curious. You know, they they're they're pretty strong. I wonder how far it pulled him around. Yeah, I know they're they're uh, pretty strong. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think a 16 pounder could pull the kayak too much. I mean, but who knows? I mean, that fish could have been angry. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good fish. Okay, all right, finish yeah, up. It is. Finish up. 
Uh, okay, other than that, um, the bass fight is uh, still being uh, pretty good, productive. You know, like, you know, we always know the bass guys. They don't like to talk about it. But from what I've been hearing is two weeks ago, you know, uh, the bass have been biting nonstop all summer. Uh, yeah, Mid-Lake, uh, they're always biting Mid-Lake. Uh, but always. other than that, I mean, plenty of fish, plenty of fish being caught right now in the freshwater. Okay. And you were at uh, Havasu catching some carp. Yep, I'm in Havasu. I was uh, spearfishing yesterday. We spearfished for about half an hour or so. First spot, you know, swimming around, uh, seeing some bass, and I watched them for a while, seeing some red ear, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, up here you can't shoot them. You can only shoot tilapia and uh, and carp. And then finally I seen one carp come out of the heavy, thick stuff, started going back in. I was able to swing my spear around and, and get them. So that was, that was pretty exciting stuff. Excellent, excellent. All right. Mm-hmm. I like it, okay, but like you said, I think it, it, we're in transition, you know what I'm saying? We're going from the warm days, hopefully, to more cooler days, so that we can go from the catfish over to the um, trout, okay? I know that, you know, you and Ron and Tony are heavy into the trout fishing, so that's been good. Ron, are you going up to the Sierras? Yeah, we're, Ben and I actually sat and talked a little bit, and I believe we are going to set a uh, October, um, toward the uh, last week of October. Just before we get on the Ocean Odyssey, we're going to be gone for about two days, three days. Okay. Thanks for the invite, you two. No, we just haven't. I said we set that. We didn't say we invited anybody yet. <laughs> you so, see how it is, Andrew? So, you know, I want to I want to say I mean, something you know, to uh under, I guess, right? Well, maybe I'll invite you guys, maybe not. We'll see. Maybe not. No, I'm just kidding. We'll we'll, we'll maybe we can make an outing, you know, Tony, yeah, me, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh well, in fact, you can put it, put it out there exactly where you're going and maybe some yeah. people would like one. We will. We just started talking about we're trying to get a date before we start asking people right. to go. So, right. But um, anyways, hey, I want to thank Holly this morning for the sugar rush. Oh, my thank gosh, you, my friend. yes. Absolutely. You know, Andrew, this virtual stuff that you're doing, Holly, okay, drove by this morning as we were parking our car with donuts that were still warm. Yeah, baby. Oh, man. And I don't have a virtual donut from you. <laughs> well, did I tell you I finally got a truck so I can start coming down there more? <laughs> okay, good. okay, good, 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 good. Well, listen, enjoy Havasu, bud. Okay, stay with us as long as you can, but enjoy Havasu, oh, okay. and congratulations to you, and my condolences to her. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> nah, you, you, you got a good woman there. You guys going to be just fine. Okay, uh, before we go any further, I want to say good morning to Mike and Paul, of course, our dear friend Cliff, Don, Yes, Don, we'll meet you for breakfast. Uh, Baja Fishing Convoys, they did a really good job getting us to Cedros and back. So, Orchid, thank you. Uh, John and Gary and Mark and everybody else has been sending us a lot of uh, messages so far this morning. Okay, anybody you uh, you got, Ron? You yeah, I got uh, Serena, Bob, Bill, Sam, Lori, which mm-hmm. is a new one, mm-hmm. uh, listening out in uh, Temecula. Thank very you very cool. much. Very cool. And, you know, that means we have 12 listeners now. <laughs> and, you know, it. thank you guys for all your support. It's with, without you, we, we can't do this. And uh, keep listening, and we'll get to you. And uh, and I want to say, uh, Bill, feel better. Okay, there you go. Everybody feel better. Be careful. Let's do this. Okay, let's get into it. Um, the local scene, uh, you know, we've been kind of out of touch this week. Unfortunately, we did not have very good 
internet service. Wi-Fi was terrible over there. And they were actually updating the equipment. Right. We met um, the guy that was working for yeah. the telephone company that, you know, he was was there. Um, David? Was it David his name? Yeah, name was okay. David. And he was there, and they're, they're updating all the equipment. So in the future, I think Seagulls will have very good Wi-Fi. But in the meantime, you've probably seen we were not able to post anything on Angler Chronicles. Uh, we were able to post on our personal pages, but it was like you had three or four minutes here, five minutes there, and then it would go down. So we apologize for being out of sync. Okay, I couldn't get a lot of information. So I tried to do a little cramming last night. And what I see is that what we left behind when we went to Cedros, Ron, continued. Okay, but it continued in force. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Andrew... I know you do all the fish reports, so follow me on this. I only spent about an hour trying to research mm -hmm. this. It looks like the bluefin tuna are biting hard. They're biting over by the Tanner and um, Cortez. We were there with the Ocean Odyssey, Ron. Um, and it looks like it's not just onesie, twosies on fish over at 200. There's quite a, a few on each vessel multiple multitude they're multiple actually um you, you know you said you know tanner and cortez i actually seen a post uh, all the way up in morro bay where they were putting together tuna trips up there they're seeing them that far north they're boiling like crazy uh just up there um they don't really have live bait uh like per se like they do down where we're from mm -hmm. um so they are getting them on jigs um i know i did talk to one angler uh, where he caught, um, he was on a private boat. They ended up hooking four. Uh, they're all in that 75 to 80 pound range. Uh, the four they caught were on Taddy 45s, uh, throwing them just past where they're boiling, ripping them right through. And uh, they, you know, like I said, they hooked that four. You know, he he was he was telling me, I, you know, I had to use my 10 foot rod because I had to cast it as far as possible. But uh, you know, that's pretty cool to see him being taken on surface iron. Andrew, you know what color what they were using? Uh, I believe he used a, it was a blue and white on one, and the other one was a, uh, I think it was a mint color. Okay. And by any ch chance, did you get a size? In other yep. words. Uh, he said they, yeah, they brought him back to the uh, to the scale. No, 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 the, the size of the jig. Oh, was it a Teddy oh, 45 uh, size, I, I a double A size? Because I got a feeling they're biting smaller bait, so you need smaller jigs. Right. Okay, like the Teddy. Yeah, he, he just told me Teddy forty-five. So. Okay, so that's a big one. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, and then uh, I know you guys were probably gone when this happened, uh, but an angler by the name of uh, Floyd Sparks, uh, he caught a three hundred ninety-five pound point four bluefin tuna wow. uh, on a kite rig. Yeah, out there. Um, what he wasn't aware of was that uh, that that fish actually qualifies for a California state record. Oh, I know that. Uh, that, that did, did, did he present uh, it, or it just was it too late? Oh no, no, he he had it weighed and everything, and then Car, you know, Steve Carson contacted him, mm -hmm. uh, sent him the right forms to uh, mm -hmm. to uh, submit it. Um, so the guy still had the fish hole in the fish bag. Luckily, mm -hmm. uh, I believe a DFG uh, um, or fish and wildlife officer actually went down there, uh, measured the fish, uh, helped out with the with the thing. So. 
I mean, it looks like he's got all the information, so this could very. Do you have Do you have a photo of the fish, or do you have any of that? Oh, information? I sure do. Okay, could yeah, you gonna, please? I'll, I'll post no, it no, right send, now on, uh, send it to me, and I'll and I'll I'll do a little more research, and then we'll post something okay. real cool. Okay, so send that over to me with wow. dates and the whole bit. Three hundred and what? Three hundred and ninety-five point four pounds. It was weighed at the uh, the Marlin Club down there in San Diego. Wow! If you would have eaten another five pounds worth of sardines, man, you'd be over the four hundred mark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's that's really cool. So so what I was talking about is true. A lot of bluefin and some of the bigger boys are out there now. Okay, they're uh, obviously you can still catch the smaller ones, but it looks like smaller ones now, Ron, are like. 70 to 80 pounds yeah. i mean the, the it's not the, the 20s and 30s and just a couple of years ago we were catching 30s and 40s and and every year it's gone up like 20 25 pounds and then all of a sudden the big boy's moving in yeah so that's kind of cool so that's what's happening over there also saw and you verify or, or correct uh andrew but you better be careful what you correct me on <laughs> just so no all right so um i i see bluefin i see the boats that are going into mexico have yellowfin and dorado oh, yeah. okay i also see a lot of yellowtail in the mix okay so oh, yeah. so that pretty much covers everything so when we come back what i want to talk to you is about some of the fish that is around we'll talk with ron and you and me and we'll figure out what is the best equipment because things are changing you're not going to take a, a bass rod to go fish a 300 pound fish right so I want to talk about that, okay? So um, I want to know what happens when you're under pressure. Get it? That's the name of the song coming in. No, 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 no anyway. <laughs> As you can see, we're kind of punchy and tired from a week of fishing. But anyway, let me, uh, let's go to this break and come back. We'll, we'll get into it, all right? This is Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio. AME 30. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. 
Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. We're not in Havana. We're in Anaheim. Okay, but I love this song. This is Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Ron, you ever been to Havana? I have not. I, you know, I, I actually got close, and then they started, they shut everything down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually been there quite a few times. I have an Argentine passport. It's yeah. very easy. I used to go to Cancun, and then just from Cancun, it's just in the hop, skip, and the jump over. So that was kind of cool. So, but anyway, you're on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and I'm hoping to speak to Jeff from the Amigo. Um, folks, this thing with the. Uh, possible requirement of changing the sport fishing industry engines it is going to wreak havoc okay so uh, i think we've got jeff on the line good morning jeff good morning guys how are you pretty good do me a favor for all our listeners why don't you introduce yourself what what what, what who you're with i'm sure many know you but a lot may not so why don't you introduce yourself yeah, good morning, guys. My name is Jeff Jessup. I'm uh, I'm one of the owners of 22nd Street Landing, and uh, I'm also involved in the Freedom. And uh, I'm currently on the Amigo. It's one of my other boats, and I'm also um, involved in the Monte Carlo. So um, anybody that fishes 22nd Street Landing is probably familiar with my face. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right, so uh, 22nd Street Landing in the house. All right, so... Uh, this thing, uh, well, why don't you set up the problem, and then we'll see what kind of, how can we help to be a solution? Okay, well, basically with uh, the current administration, Gavin Newsom, um, he's, he's got these, this CARB, um, the Clean Air Resources Board. They're basically forcing an agenda on the fleet here um, that is going to require us by 2026 to install tier four engines and if you guys aren't familiar with the different tiers basically in about 2000 we started with uh they they switched most of these boats over from two-stroke engines to four-stroke or four-cycle diesels and from there every so many years we've been going up in tiers we went to tier two a lot of the guys are still at tier two and currently we're switching out a lot of the boats to tier three which is for layman's terms the cleanest burning diesels um, there are in our application. Now they're pushing this tier four, which kind of pushes it up a notch. Tier four would be something similar like you would see in, in trucks that has either a, like a urea fluid to burn off the particulates or, or a DPF filter. It's not applicable in our case, and the technology does not even exist for these size boats that we operate. They have tier four engines available for like push boats, tugboats, I believe the smallest one they make is like an 800 horsepower, but it would require, uh, to the best of my knowledge, all these boats being switched over to dry stacks and having like a DPF particular filter in line with the exhaust. And they they run the temperatures on those really high, like 
1500 degrees which you know as you all know a lot of these boats are older and wood would not even be safe not to mention the fact that they don't even make them small enough that we could could apply these engines mm-hmm. so but you um, know I, I think the key thing is this they're asking not asking they're mandating this change and the engine doesn't even exist okay this is this is what angers me i mean at least if it existed okay okay i'll give him a point but they're asking you to to you know convert to a technology that doesn't exist that is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard you know so there obviously has to be yeah there, there has to be something behind that you know there's a different um there's something else going on bottom line so uh, what what can we do as just a typical angler, uh, angler, you know, who loves to go on these party boats? What can, what can we do? Well, I think the most important thing to do, um, obviously, is vote and get involved. Um, unfortunately, we just had, had the vote. But um, <laughs> there is a petition signing today, um, to my knowledge, at H&M Landing at noon. And they've got uh, some activities going on down there. Um, regarding this, um, there's also some a website you can go to here. Uh, it's www.safefishing.com, um, and you can sign the petition there. And I believe uh, Ken Frankie's pushing. We're going to try and get some of these petitions put in the galleys of, of all your local boats, whatever your favorite boat mm-hmm. is. You go on. We're, we're, we should be having some petitions on these boats here coming soon. So, so, so as a um, boat as a boat owner, let me ask you a question. If this thing were to pass, what does it mean to you? You have 22nd Street Landing, you got the Amigo, you got the Freedom, you got the Monte Carlo. What, what does it mean to you? I don't know, Sergio. That's a that's a question I've been asking myself and a lot of people that I it, it can't seem to get an answer to. I don't know what it means. It it their stance on this is basically uh, put the new engines in, or you have to scrap your boats and just go build a new boat well i mean in theory yeah that sounds great other than we all know what the cost of materials and goods are now so scrap my boats which i've worked my whole life for Mm -hmm. that obviously now are going to have no resale value i can't sell them in the states even roll that money into a new build so we build a new boat at the cost of two or three million dollars and then they're saying by 2035 we're supposed to be electric so that means our brand new builds in 2026 in nine years would be no good. And now we're going to go all electric. So it doesn't make sense. It's not feasible. It's unfair. And if we're trying to get to the end game, let's just get to the end game. If they want us electric, come up with the technology, figure out how we can implement it in these boats. We'll be more than happy to do it. It'll cut down on my biggest expense, which is fuel, but we're not there. And it's a technology that doesn't exist. So for now, we're really pushing to try and get the fleet to tier three and like for example this year on the amigo we're putting all new machinery in the boat will be tier three will be the cleanest burning fleet there is and they've already exempted the commercial boats and we would like to get into that category right and you know and what, what it means i think is it'll trickle down to the private boater and then what are you going to do okay so it, it this thing affects everyone so if you don't like sure. fishing and you want to go whale watching guess what it affects you. You'd like to go on any any boat just for even for you know just some recreation. It's going to affect you. So anything on the water, 
And, and what gets me is, you know, they want us to be the leaders and, and all this. And I, I, listen, I don't think there's bigger conservationists than us fishermen, to be honest with you. Okay. I agree. We, we, we really adhere to all the, the research when they say, hey, you know, I remember when, when they did the whole rockfish thing. I, I, I didn't agree with it. Okay. But, okay, we went along with it and we, we go with it. You know, I don't believe there's a shortage of bass either, but hey, you want to change the size? Okay, it's a slow growing fish. I got it. You want to change the limit? I got it. No problem. We adhere to all these things. Okay. Yeah. And we and we truly do. I think more and more practice catch and release. I I see more and more, even just pictures on on social media when a fish is going to be released. The way they handle the fish is a lot better. Anglers are being educated. Okay. So we're doing the best we can, and then they do this. Okay. And, and this one, I don't know what you're going to do because my understanding is a lot of the, these boats, if you wanted to retrofit one of these new engines quote unquote that don't exist you would have to add what six to ten feet to your boat how does that happen how is that even possible it it, it doesn't the application is it's not realistic it's it's a big ask on a small business um you know most of these boats pretty much all of these boats are you know individually privately owned um you know we're, we're small business people we make a living now, you know, this is how we put food on our table. And we carry a lot of people every year, you know, to go fishing on this ocean. And we have an extremely safe track record. And, you know, we're just asking to be involved in the conversation and, and you know, to have a little bit of uh, uh, compensation here, you know, like to figure out a solution i think tier three is our solution it's where we're at now it's where a lot of these boats are are going to be soon and it's you know sufficient we just want to be included in this it's, it, you can, i don't see how in the united states of america you can just come in tell a guy hey all of your everything you've ever worked for is no longer valid it's no good and, and just yank the rug out from underneath somebody that's not uh well you know that's not the way it works right so for for some of our listeners are very green-minded. Keep this in mind, okay? Um, in California, it works like any other business, really. A government, in a way, the state is run like, well, not, not like a business is run, <laughs> broke, but um, you have to generate taxes, and that's your revenue for the state to enact whatever you want to do in the state. If you keep getting rid of businesses, then you won't have the taxes coming in. Uh, so you won't have the money to come up with these crazy harebrained ideas. My thing is you can't mandate something like this that's going to affect a complete industry. This could be this, the, the saying goodbye to, to, to party boat fishing, okay, and then private boaters, okay? This could be it. And, and, and do that and think everything's going to be okay. I mean, and, and, you, and do it with asking them to use a technology that doesn't exist. Let me ask you a question. If, if this goes through in six years and you don't have the motor to put in, what are they going to do? I, like I said, Sergio, their stance on this right now is if you can't, if you can't do it, you got to scrap your boats. That's not a realistic answer or solution. I mean, a lot of these boats have been around since the, the 50s and the 60s. Right. You can't afford to build these things anymore. This freedom, you know, we've put our blood, sweat, and tears into that boat to fix it up. It, it's, 
you know, it's a beautiful boat, but you, to go out and build a bunk, or I'm sorry, an, an 85-foot boat with 52 bunks in it nowadays would cost you be at the tune of 2 to $3 million. Mm-hmm. These boats have been just like just like anything. Like if you look at our Air Force, we have, you know, like our B-52, some of our older bombers have been around for years. They just they reskin them, they bring them up, they put new avionics in them, they bring them into the modern era. We do the same thing with these boats. You know, we constantly update them. We meet the safety requirements of the Coast Guard. Guys have got a lot of money into these boats, into preserving them and, and keeping them modernized and safe. And, you know, that's what we do. That's what this fleet is comprised of. And we can't afford something like this, and people do need to get involved because this will affect everyone. And when it's too late, I don't want everybody to be standing around scratching their head going, where did my coats go? Right. And that's what's you know that's a real a reality for us right now. Well, listen, I can I can definitely uh, feel the frustration and the anger in your voice, and rightfully so. And um, I hope I hope that everybody's listening is hearing the stories. We had Donna Kalis last last week from Dana Worth Sport Fishing. We've had Ken Frankie on the show previous to that from uh, SAC. Guys, this is for real. Okay, I know we didn't get rid of Gruesome on uh, last week, but and that's okay. I mean, he only has another year. But bottom line is, you got to do something. You, you, we're going to have to react. I want this situation. If if we don't win, it's okay. But at least you stood up and said it's not okay. All right. At least you can put your head on your pillow and said I fought for this. But don't come back later and said. Oh, I can't believe they took it away if you didn't do anything. It, this one needs action. So you need to go to save, yep. savefishing.com. I want everybody to go. We're going to bang this out and through. It's September. At the end of September or October is when they when, – when's the vote? Uh, I believe it's coming up in November. Um, and oh. we're, I think the goal is 20,000 signatures. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't think that's a big ask. If we got more than that, even better. But um, – if you fish on these boats, even if you only fish once a year, go to the go to the website, sign the petition. If you're a private boater, if you have any interest in justice, <laughs> for that matter, go to the petition and sign it. You know, we I've done it. it takes less than thirty seconds um, to do. It's really quick and easy. And if, if you don't have a computer, which is <laughs> but you don't not good, head down to H and M Landing. You said there's a big, there's a big uh, signing party today. They'll have other things going on there, and you go sign. I'm sure um, these things should be made available at all the different landings. So when you go there, make sure you sign it. Uh, we have to fight, folks. If we don't fight, they take it away. And they don't realize that they're pushing us out. You know, um, hunting is taking a big hit. Fishing is taking a big hit. And you keep doing this, and you know what? Be nothing left in California. Okay, so well, you know what, Sergio? It's it's always something. It's always a push, and it's in increments. It's never the whole picture. So it's a push here and a push there, and another year or two, it's another push. And if we don't collectively stand up as you know, we the people, and push back, then it's just like you said, you lose your rights and you lose what you like to do. So um, you know, we need to stand up collectively and push back and let them know that you know this is not okay. Um, these are our businesses and our boats, and they're here for everybody mm-hmm. to use. You know, it's, it's, it's obviously our individually owned businesses, but you know, these boats have taken a lot of people fishing, taken a lot of people to their, you know, dreams, for lack of better words. Uh, you know, so it, it's very important that uh, 
we're asking for everybody's help now. You know, we've been here for everybody for a long time, and we're asking for everybody's help now. Hey, hey Jeff, make sure that you keep us informed when there's because we need a signing out here. We need a signing at each landing, and you know, if we get somebody to you know, I'll call I'll call the landings that I know and see if we can get some kind of signing out here yeah. but i think the great idea but keep us informed when they get the uh so petitions that, on the boats would they be doing it on paper or at h&m or they're doing it electronically yeah uh, i'm not 100 percent sure what's going on so i don't want to speak out of turn i know they have something going on between noon and 12 30 today i believe ken frankie's there it's uh it's a uh a signing and there's uh they're doing some kind of a seminar i'm not exactly sure what i'm on the boat actually right now i just woke up we're coming in from a two and a half day here so mm-hmm. um how'd you do by the way uh fishing was was good uh we got some we got uh, we got one cow we got a big bluefin um i think we ended up with 33 bluefin it was good fishing yeah. excellent what's the average size of the bluefin uh we've got a handful of fish in the 80s and i would say the rest are mostly that 30 30 to 40 pounds okay and you in the tanner cortez area yes Okay, yep. excellent. Yep. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much, Jeff. I'm almost out of time here. But listen, please keep us posted. Uh, you've got my, my cell number. If you need to get back on here, just let us know anything that we can do. And I think, Ron, what, I'm going to try to investigate this thing with H&M, you know, how they're getting people to sign up. And yeah, maybe We need to get it down here. Well, maybe what we can do is when we do any of our things, we've got right. Taco Tuesday coming up, we've got some of the trips on the boats, maybe we can get to make sure yeah. everybody signs in as well. Okay, all the little things. Every single signature counts. The goal is 20,000. Folks, there's 1.6 or 1.7 million licenses in the state of California. Should be no reason we can't reach 20,000. So uh, for your efforts and, and the fight, uh, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. Folks, 22nd Street Landing. I, I, Dude, I fished on that Pursuit. I fished on the Monte Carlo. I fished on the Freedom. Oh, my gosh. Not since you. I, I used to fish with, with uh, Lee. Tommy Lee, you know, but um, and, oh, yeah. and I, I've seen the, the work that you guys put into that boat. Okay, I think I saw it about a year ago. I can't believe that's the freedom of old, okay? So when you say <laughs> you guys invest in these boats, you really do. So, folks, do me a favor. Let's help ourselves on this one. You're not helping just the industry. You're helping yourself because they're going to be there so you can go fishing and have some amazing catches. Save california.com everybody go there jeff 22nd street landing thank you so much for sharing this information and folks get to it all right thanks jeff okay we'll talk to you later take care have a good day thanks all right folks we're gonna take a short uh break here when we come back i look so we got captain rick scott from the ocean he will give us a report i'm sure he's on the water. This is Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. To see, see Angels Radio, AM 830. 
Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, to Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. Let me go right away to Captain Rick Scott on the Ocean Aussie. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How is everyone this morning? We're good, dude. Mm, how are you? from Cedros. Looks like you guys had a fun week. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Always fun over there. What's going on, brother? Oh, yeah. I just had a really good week of bluefin tuna fishing. We're headed back out. Uh, beautiful weather. See if we can catch some more of those things. Oh, very, very cool. Um, it's been steady, huh? It has been steady, yeah. It was really good. Uh, this last trip we had with uh Two and a half day with uh, Brett Edmondson's group at Taco Express. Unfortunately, he didn't get to come, but a great group of guys um, had fun. Out on the anchor, caught a bunch of fish. Just had a blast. It was fun. You know what was really cool, Ron? We were, we're over there in the Tanner, and we're on anchor. Yep. And we're, we're catching these bluefin tuna and yellowtail mix yep. on anchor. That was the coolest thing in the world. I, th I think you dropped the anchor, what, uh, the night before? And then we never... Took it up until we left. So that, that's always good. I don't remember. That was too many trips ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, question. And this is, you're still at the Tanner area? Yeah. You're still at the Tanner, Cortez that's area? That's where we're fishing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah we're, we're headed there right now to the Tanner. Um, I got, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 targets on my radar already in front of me. We've we still got a ways to go, or a little ways to go. We're eight or nine miles away still. So, yeah, the fish are still hanging around the Tanner Bank. Okay, and uh, recommended sure weather we have. It's going to be busy. A recommended tackle. Recommended tackle. Bring uh, 25 pound all the way up to your 200 pound. How's okay. that? All right, well, but it works. Yeah, 20. You, you guys need to. Have, I'll, I'll tell you what. You need a 20, 25 pound outfit. 20 may be a little light. Maybe 25, 30 outfit. A 40 to 50. You definitely want to have a 60 to 80, 
uh, and then, like he said, get us something really big, probably a hundred, a uh, hundred pound to hundred fifty pound line. These these are there's some big boys out there. Um, in fact, we got a, we got a two something with you, um, uh, with you. You know, flying the kite. Are you flying uh, the kite, Mike? And, uh, 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 we, we have not been. We uh, the last trip we did not. We didn't have much wind, um, and we got out there kind of late. We stayed on the bank. Okay. For a uh, while, and uh, got out there kind of late. But we are flat fall fishing, and you know when you stop on the schools, you don't know. You know, as you saw that first stop we stopped on, we we uh, stopped the boat. We saw a big giant fish blowing up behind the back of the boat, and then all of a sudden we started catching the thirty pounders. Uh, exactly. You never know. And then on other other stops, we uh, we see small fish, and then next you know we're getting schooled, or guys are almost getting schooled. So you just don't know what uh, what's going to come through and bite. Uh, so you're saying, Rick, that uh, they bring flat falls and all the all the other stuff as well. So. Oh yeah, except for the night fishing, you're gonna want your flat falls, uh, okay. sinkers, sinkers, uh, eight ounce uh, torpedo sinkers. Uh, we've been getting bites on those on the heavier line down deep um, when we see the bigger fish that are hanging down below the small fish. How's the weather? It's like a lake today. It's yeah. pretty calm. Excellent, excellent. What? When I went to bed last night, it felt. When I went when I to bed last night, I thought I was in my own bed because the boat wasn't even moving at all. Wow. It's it pretty nice. Very, very nice. So, folks, uh, the weather looks good. The fishing is steady, which is unbelievable. Now, keep in mind, when we say the fishing is steady, you know, I know for some of you younger uh, anglers, um, you think bluefin is just the thing that we do. Okay, but. If you go back a few years, that's not the norm, <laughs> okay? We have extremely good fishing, extremely. Maybe one day it'll return back to the ways of old. You know, like all good things, it got to come to an end, but let's hope it doesn't. But, um, you know, um, you've got the opportunity to big fish. you got to get on one of these boats. Ocean Odyssey is a wonderful platform. We just had a great two-and-a-half-day um, you know, one of the things we kept talking about is this. We, we got the fish, okay? We got the fish, but it's fishing, not catching. And, and one of the things that people need to understand that there's certain boats that provide not only a platform to fish, but a comfortable platform to fish, where, which includes total service, excellent food, excellent deckhands, excellent assistance, and that's what you do. Okay, and that's what I think sets you apart, and I think that's why we work so closely with you. You know, we Ron runs the uh, AC fishing schools, so there's a lot of uh, people that come in that do not have, you know, they're not this elite, you know, tuna fisherman. No, no, we got a lot of first timers. We have a lot of kids. We got a lot of women who who want a chance to do that, and so um, they get to see that tuna fishing isn't always catching. A lot of times it's looking for them, and you may or may not get a strike at them and get a shot at them. So what happens in between? you got to provide them good food. you got to provide them a smile. you got to be able to help them. And, and that's what you do as a crew. Uh, and I, I don't want to, to go unmentioned, um, Rick, because you and Dina make sure that your crew is top-notch. Okay, and, I, and we... As Angler Chronicles, because of our schools, but also as anglers individually, we thank you for that because I go on the boat, and that doesn't matter if I bring back a fish or I even get it hooked up. I know I'm going to go out there. We're going to have something good to eat. We're going to have some some friendly uh, people on the boat, and it, you know all that makes for a good time. Ron, you agree? Huh. 
wholeheartedly, man. We, you know, Rick always manages to find the fish for us, but there's been times when we're on a downtime and there's always something to do and there's always somebody to talk to. And there's, and, and what's really cool is Rick makes himself available to, you know, help us, talk to us, and, and so does the crew. And that's what's really important to me. Yeah, then he probably makes available himself available to talk to me and then he he lets it rip on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well listen Rick, yeah. we had a great well, you know, time. I, I, that's yeah. kind of what that's kind of how we built our business here cuz uh, I, I can't I, I can control my crew, I can control the food, um, the cleanliness of the boat and the comforts on the boat, but I cannot control the fishing. And if you don't have fishing, you you better have all those other ones in line or you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, amen absolutely. to that. All right, Rick, uh, if people want to get on a boat, uh, what availability you got and where do they go? OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Uh, book right online or give Dina a call, 619-889-4535. And uh, as you saw yesterday, some yellowfin are moving up. Um, we're going to probably go look at that uh, on our next trip, which will be Sunday night, uh, Charter with Shay. Mm-hmm. Jay Castro, she's got a group coming from Las Vegas. So I think we may go. Good friend of Angler Chronicles. She's a great uh, friend of them. Yeah, she's a good. yeah, she's a good friend of Angler Chronicles. Shay, we love her. We love her a lot. All right, let me. Uh, and then last thing is, uh, you said yellowfin are coming up. How far south are they? Um, they're close. They're they're within three quarter day range, as you saw yesterday. Wow! Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't see it. Excellent. Okay, we like I said, we just got back yesterday from Cedar, so I'm a little bit shy on the info. Uh, Rick, go get go get your job done. Thank you so much for your support. You got two right. episodes coming in this year, so everybody stay tuned. Rick Scott, Ocean Odyssey, uh, our favorite flagship in the, for Angry Chronicles. Thanks, bud. All right, everybody have a great weekend, and we'll talk uh, talk to you next week. You got it. Thank you, Rick. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Bye. Are one of our favorite platforms. We've said it over and over again. You and I look forward to. It. We still have one trip. Is there any spots left? Um, <clears throat> no, no, it's sold out. The October uh, one is sold out. But uh, I mean, I was, the, just, I was just looking to hear. Um, see if they got some other openings. They do have an opening. The first time they have an opening is on October 10th, and they do have a few openings. So, guys, get out there. The fishing, in fact, in October is one of the best times to go fishing. Uh, Do you know why? Do you know why? In fact, the weather uh, lays down. I can see Danny's on deck here. He's going to be talking the next hour. And, and one of the things that I think I learned from Danny himself, I go, why do you make those? He used to do a six-day trip every year on the searcher. Mm-hmm. I go, why October? And you know, he was telling me that because hurricane season is over. Yeah. So the weather dies down a little bit. The fish are a little more aggressive. And um, it's really cool. I love that. Better weather. All right, let's go ahead and take that uh, last break of our number one. We will get back here. I got Andrew, I got Ron, and Danny Jackson, the sheriff himself, who unfortunately I wasn't able to talk to last night. He'll give us a call and, and give us the latest of what's going on. Folks, you're in Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. We'll be right back. With Andro, you can enjoy your backyard like never before. Our round-the-clock pest protection gives you the peace of mind to enjoy your great outdoors without a care in the world. Cannonball! Okay, we can't defend you against the splash zone. But when it comes to ants and other pests, we've got you covered 24-7. Find Amdro in the insecticide aisle at your nearest retailer. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, 
car, an SUV. It was, it, it, it was, it was going across. It went around. It went around the barrier and, and the train. Oh God. Ma'am, did a train hit an SUV? Is that what happened? Yes, the train is still going. The train is going, and the car. I can't believe it. You can't judge the speed of an approaching train. That's why the signals are there. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Hi, this is Trent Rush, and Angels baseball is less than 12 hours away on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830-KLA. Ron, when we hear this music, what does it mean to you? It means step back. He's pointing to the fences. Oh, my gosh, he takes a mighty swing, and that jig just flies, 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 410 feet over the fence at Angel Stadium. I can't believe it. It's but, the jig swinger. But then Sergio jumps <laughs> up in the air and catches it and comes in. Oh. oh, takes it away. What a dog. Anyway. Without further ado, the jig slinger himself without, had a good time in Cedros. The sheriff himself, Mr. Danny Jackson. Good morning, Danny. Hey, good morning, Serge, and good morning, Ron and Andrew Mack. This, you know, well, I just want to say welcome back from Cedros. You know, when I didn't hear from you yesterday, I figured you probably got back kind of late, and uh, I did. Um, I did see your really uh, cool photos of your yellows that you got at Cedros. You know those. Those are not not the really gigantic ones, but they're good quality fish. What I always used to call catchable yellowtail, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and when I heard they were, read, I read all your posts there on your personal Facebook that they're on the surface irons. Oh my God, I wish I'd been there because uh, you know that's that's first of all yellowtail is by by far my favorite fish has been since I was probably nine years old. <laughs> And of course, surface iron is is a real ball. But anyway, Sergio, welcome back from Cedars, you guys. I'm just glad to let you back safely and had a great trip. So thank you, thank you, thank you. No, I'll tell you, you know, we were going to start talking about Cedros, if you don't mind. You've been there. Um, Cedros was, I would say, here. Let me start with the basics, because I mean, the average fisherman here locally would die for this, and that is wide open wide open, almost to a nuisance, big bonita, okay? Big bonita. And, you know, the first couple went, oh, this is cool, but then they're a nuisance because you're trying to get through them to get to the yellowtail. Danny, let me tell you what I saw. There was areas of very, very clean, clear water, and you would see the fish, and you'd see your jig come up, and you'd see a yellowtail about to bite it, and you'd see two or three Bonita just jump in front of it. And you go, oh. oh so it was that kind of thing. And both yo-yo iron and surface iron worked equally well. Um, when it was a yo-yo, we were never in anything deeper than 70, 80 feet. So it was not a big deal. Um, and these things were just crazy. I mean, that's, 
Ron, I think everybody got limits of uh, yell till by 10 a.m., right? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Every boat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. So it was really good. Again, they weren't monsters like we're used to. The monsters were actually biting on the north side of the island, that Punta Norte, but you couldn't get there because of the wind. Unfortunately, our window of, of uh, dates, um, we, we got wind. So we were very limited on where we could go. But we made yeah. the most of it, made the most of it. In fact, we tried to go for the deep spot. I wanted to get a golden-spotted sand bass, okay, one of those bigger ones. We could, I, couldn't buy, I couldn't buy one. I could, buy all, I, I could get all the large white fish I wanted, but I couldn't get one of those things to bite. And along the way, so I, I, I stopped using uh, chunk bait, and I started using a jig working the bottom, and that's when that halibut came up. That halibut... Ended up uh, weighing, uh, he told me, 14 and a half kilos, which is approximately 28, 29 pounds. So it's a nice little halibut. Yeah. Okay, nice little oh, halibut. Oh, that's, that's a dandy halibut in, <laughs> any day. You better believe it. Yeah. You know, uh, you're talking about the breeze there. You know, Cedrus reminds me of uh, the way it's shaped and everything, a lot about like uh, Catalina Island. You know, of course, at Catalina, uh, just like Cedrus, your prevailing winds are either north or northwest. Prevailing winds, that's the way they blow most of the time. And your city there, of course, uh, of a little town of Cedars, is located, located at the southeast corner, just like Avalon is at uh, Catalina. So, you know, you're protected from the wind. And I suppose you guys are probably fishing from, uh, from uh, the... The marina there, all the way, you know, a few miles north of that, maybe a few miles south, uh, when you got those strong mm -hmm. westerlies. So there's always a place to fish there. And, and uh, yeah, I've been there a few times, Sergio, with you, as you know, of course, filming. And it's just, you know, it's just a fun place to fish, and you, you never know. And I'm just glad you guys got the yellow again. That's well, let, let me, let me, I know exactly what makes your day. And, and that, since you're our producer, I know what makes your day. I can tell you that when John, who films for us and directs for us and edits for us, at the end of day one of three days of fishing says, I've got 80% of an episode. Isn't yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's music to your right. ears. Okay. Well, sure, sure it is. You know, sure and uh, so we spent yeah, the next it. we spent the next two days searching for new ground. Um, got a, what what he likes to call beauty shots. Um, we found the yeah. kelp that was not too far off the shore. I would have bet money it had nothing under it. Was loaded with yellowtail, and um, he actually got underwater, and he showed me oh, wow. he showed me some of the footage. Uh, I you know that we've always see a kelp pipe, but we don't we don't never see what a kelp pipe looks like underwater, and and, and looking mm -hmm. up at it versus looking down. So we got some of that, <clears throat> a lot of great aerials, a lot of great stuff. Um, you're I think you'll be very very happy. We did catch a few calicos, but unfortunately, where we wanted to go, the weather was just. I mean, we could we could push it. It was probably blowing fifteen constant and. Uh, probably, I think they were calling five or six footers at eight seconds. So, I mean, I guess you could do it if you held on and tied yourself to something. But Ben yeah, and I and yeah. Ron looked at each other and said, well, yeah, no. Yeah, well, we were out there for a while, and we did catch some good quality big ones that first day. But, uh, you know, the, the calico there are... <laughs> 
They're, they're freight trains, man. It's just, uh, it is so much fun. I, and then, you know, they get two bites out of a swim bait and you got to change it. Yeah. Because they have sharp teeth. They, yeah, they're okay. really sharp. So. so, anyway, great stuff down in Cedars. We'll, t- we'll talk more in the next few segments. What do you got for me, Danny? Well, first of all, let me just uh, get a couple things out of the way. I, got, I did get a call uh, last last night from Richie Ashley, the one that let everybody know you're our local here in L.A. County, Orange County. Um, Nachos Barge has plenty of quality sardines for the weekend, so private boaters should know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't get out of Freedom Boat Club this last week. Uh, I had to cancel at the last minute, but Corby and I are going next Friday, so looking forward to that. And also, of course, I want everybody to know regarding Freedom Boat Club, uh, they've they've added, of course, as we know, Redondo Beach and now Marina Del Rey. So they've got uh, Santa Monica Bay covered well, in in addition, of course, to Huntington Beach and and, uh, San Pedro. So they got four locations here now. So I just want to get that out there. But we're going to be doing a lot more of that, Sergio, uh, filming for Freedom and and uh, we expect that in November we're going to have a brand new Freedom Boat Club episode. But uh, let's get to tomorrow. Um, what we're going to do, you know, you mentioned October, okay? Uh, you know, the fall of the year in, in East Cape, like most places in, in uh, the uh, peninsula, is uh, excellent fishing. And uh, the, the, we're, we're talking about Hotel Palmas de Cortez, one of the Van Warmer <laughs> properties, of course. And uh, just a note here, they're, they're, they have their tuna shootout, which is October 23rd. Mm-hmm. Thousands of dollars in prizes there, and, and that's on that's on their website at vanwarmerresorts.com. But the episode tomorrow is Hotel Palmas de Cortez with Dave Marciano and his wife Nancy from Gloucester, Massachusetts. Wicked tuna, of course. Ben Seacrest is with us. Uh, you stayed pretty much inshore on this trip. Uh, one of my favorite inshore fish is the Kubera dog tooth snapper. Mm-hmm. You got plenty of those, and oh, they're they're an exciting fish. Of course, you got Sierras, your Jack Cravel rooster fish that Dave got his first, and and so this is an excellent episode tomorrow. Valley, don't forget Valley Sports West, just like it used to be Fox Sports West. Same channel, same network, or same same station, same time uh, starts. Uh, well, first of all, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, you get one last look at Tuna Wars 6. So if you haven't seen that one yet, you can watch that at 8 o'clock. And then at 8.30, we'll start uh, Hotel Palmas de Cortez with Dave. That's at 8.30 tomorrow morning on Valley Sports West. Sergio. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, I, I'm actually catching a flight on Tuesday to go out there. Going to go do another, another uh, nice, good trip to the east cape and we're making this uh episode about a couple's getaway okay Rhonda's actually oh yeah come. right she's gonna come with me and we're gonna go uh and and we're gonna do some fishing of course uh i'm gonna try to investigate you know what, what we did with uh on this episode is we went inshore because we, we we always go offshore i mean we know we have the tuna we know we have the wahoo we have the dry i get it so we wanted to see what else was there Okay, and so uh, we were with Chucky Van Warmer on that trip. We had Yayo Van Warmer as well. So we had some of the uh, the guys there, that the owners with us on the boat. Would make it was just a, a really cool. 
cool gig to see some of these other fish. So I want to try, told Rhonda, let's go. We're going to get an ATV. We're going to get on the ATV. We'll go down the beach, okay? Because a lot of the best fishing, believe it or not, is right there in front of the hotel. If you, if you like Jack Craval, an occasional Dorado, and lots of roosters, that's where you want to get them, okay? They got tremendous they also have needlefish trumpet fish and i mean a whole bunch of other species but i really want to shoot for a nice surf fishing action so um looking yeah. forward to it excellent time of year for that sergio you guys are going to have a ball all right um, really, really a ball okay thank you danny jackson and i will talk to you later today and um, other than that, folks, get ready for tomorrow. We're gonna talk. We're gonna have uh, fishing with Dave down in uh, with uh, Van Warmers. <laughs> I, I know. I'm 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 still having trouble getting together here. And uh, get one more look at Tuna War Six. Danny, thank you so much, my friend. And we'll talk to you later. Okay, you guys have a great week, and see you, Ron. Also, bye bye. Bye, Danny. All right, it's Angels Radio AMA 30 KLA. We'll be back. Be right back. She says she's all alone And her parents won't be coming home till late Angels Radio AMA 30 Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio AMA 30 You know that you know what the day I was born when everything gathered, every, nurses gathered around, they said, this guy's bad to the bone. But you know what's really good, bad to the bone? You're like, oh, my God, he's rolling his eyes. You know what's good, bad to the bone? My rods. That's right. Okay? And Absolutely. rods are fishing syndicate. And when I say fishing syndicate, I've got to introduce our next guest because, oh, my gosh, did we use your rods, <laughs> Oliver Solis. Oh, my, did we put them to work. They were all being whooped on. Did you hear that, Oliver? Hi, I'm I'm listening. Okay. Good. I am a little upset that you didn't get me in on on, on the uh, segment earlier because uh, you know I usually wait for Danny to be be done with his report, right? I 
respect my elders and I, you know, I know how to wait in line. But man, you guys started talking about my two favorite subjects, surface iron and yellowtail. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? I jumped out of my shoes and I called in right away. It was, uh, it was wide open, Oliver. It was, uh, (laughs) it was pretty amazing. I, I want to imagine. I want you to imagine this. My blood is pumping. You 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 throw your jig out there, whether it's a, a surface iron or a yo-yo jig. Didn't matter. You threw it out, and about two feet. When you started getting about two feet into the water and starting to sink, it was getting bumped yeah. on the sink. You'd put it in gear. Oh. I know Cedros. Yeah, you ju- I know Cedros. All you do, you put it in gear, and, and you, sometimes you didn't even need to crank. They were already on. Yeah, hold on. Okay, now world. What we world had was Benita, yeah. What we had was a lot of Benita, though. Okay, so you had to you know get through them, but it was good. Hey, listen, um, I know you're you're there. I've got one of your best friends here. Oh. Okay. Oh. He just. Do we have ca- the music ready yet? You know, I I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to do an intro for him because I promised I would never do that again. But you didn't promise, but why? But you know, because it's out of respect. It's out of respect. So I don't know what it is, but you know, let's ask them. Let's ask them. All right, let's go ahead, Leilani. Cue up our dear friend Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Uh, now, Steve, I want to know. I want you to know that I have the utmost respect for you. So does Ron, but so Oliver, so a- so Andrew, so Andrew, what's your gig? You respect too? Oh, of course, of course. I don't even like vanilla ice. Uh oh, here it comes. All right, well, well, Steve, I, I hate to tell you, but I think that's going to be your intro. I mean, nobody I mean, nobody really gets an intro here except the sheriff, and you've already got an intro. That's pretty impressive, Steve. It is. I, I always look forward to my Saturday morning abuse from, uh, from you guys and Oliver. <laughs> abuse. Not me. I respect you. Uh, Oliver doesn't respect you in the morning. <laughs> well, I, I love Oliver loves me. Steve, yeah. you've got a long way to go. I've been doing this now eight years, and I get abused every day. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> good morning, guys. How many people? How many people do you think actually own an FS uh, pattern short in this life? Well, Steve does. Steve does somehow. <laughs> I don't even have one. <laughs> You know, Steve. as always, I can't. I can't hear Oliver. I can never hear what he's saying. I don't know what the deal is. He's talking about your. Sh- he's talking about your shorts. Oh, I love my shorts. I know it. Thank you, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to wear them. Uh, how, how how's everything going down there in Long Beach, Steve? <laughs> going great, guys. Uh, El Dorado's been plugging away. Um, they had a Sand Nick charter last night. The guys wanted to fish Sand Nick. Uh, they did really well. Ended up with a handful of yellowtail, nice big yellowtail, lots of casualties. And uh, then Standard went outside and loaded up on the big reds and chuckleheads and uh, big whitefish, lots of big sheephead. I had many double-digit sheephead yesterday, so it's been good fishing. They're uh, departing every night at 8.30 p.m. for Island Freelance. I know you guys have a trip coming up. I don't know if you're sold out. I think it's October 10th, right, a day and a half? Yep. I don't know if you're sold out or not. 
It uh, no, it's not. We do still have a, a few openings, so you, we'll push that okay. here in a few minutes. We were talking about it. So. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, we have the victory. They've been fishing local. They've been staying local, concentrating on the rockfish, bottom fish. They've they've done some afternoon surface fishing, but uh, it's been kind of slow. You know, a few bass here and there, a few cuda, but it seems like the surface fishing locally is slowed way down. But the the passengers are happy. They're going home with you know sacks of reds and grouper and whitefish, a few sheephead, and they're departing every every morning at six guys. And once again, like I reported last week, nice light light load during the week. So time to load up your freezer light loads on the victory um they're departing every morning at six excellent i love it so uh ron we do have a trip coming up on the victory when is that october 7th october 7th and, and uh we uh, do have uh that when you call the landing and in just a second i was looking at the el dorado trip see how many people we had uh, okay so while you find the el dorado info i'll just say yeah. this uh, I, I don't know if you have any spots available for October, what is it, 7th again? For the victory? Yeah. Uh, they do have some spots available. And I was it's talking October. to and It's October 7th, and then the El Dorado is October 10th, and we have spots available. Okay, so if you guys want to join us for a three-quarter day, you're going to call Steve, you're going to rally him up, you're going to call him Ice Ice Baby. Or if you don't want to rally him up, you can just go directly to the website. What is it, longbeachsportfishing.com? Yeah, okay. longbeachsportfishing.com. And you can book online, okay, and just yeah, get it going then. All right. Um, we do have spots. You can come in and join us, and we'll have a blast with uh, either George or Phil, okay? And then on the 10th, you can come out uh, on the El Dorado, day and a half. We'll probably hit one of the islands, or if the tuna get a little bit closer, we'll hit the tuna. And uh, well, how many spots you got available on that one? Uh, we have seven. Okay, and that's our trip, or that's our that's when you call okay. us. You call us at seven one four nine six nine nine seven five zero. Okay, now that one will be limited load to how many, Ron? Uh, we're gonna take uh, twenty one anglers. Twenty one nice. anglers. Yeah, we we like to do it, you know, low. And there's a chance that we will probably film that episode. So if you've always wanted to be on TV, that's probably your best shot from here to the end of the year. Okay, I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but it looks that that way. Okay, so we might have some fun there. So that's why we also limited loaded, so they're always available so that we can film it. All right, so Steve, um, everything's good. The other thing I like about Long Beach sport fishing is this. If you happen to get there and you forgot something, chances are 99.9% .9 of the stuff you're going to need on that boat uh, is available at the tackle shop. I mean, it's a great selection yeah. of hookup baits. It's a great selection. You guys even sell rods, right? Yeah, we have fishing syndicate rods for sale. Imagine cool. that while Oliver Solis is on the phone. You like you like that little plug, Oliver? <laughs> Where'd he go? Yeah, that, you, was, that was pretty awesome. Okay, that, pretty so awesome. Let, so yeah. let, me, let me tell you what Oliver does. He puts it on mute, and then it takes some time to go and hit the end. Leave it on. We want to hear all what's going on in the background. If you're eating or going to the bathroom, we want to know. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, we don't. Uh, I, guess, they, I guess we don't. <laughs> Steve, give us some more information about, you know, everything. <laughs> you guys, right, get on one, fishing. Yeah, we got uh, one more thing I'd like to mention. We do. I did add another um, open party trip on the Dreamer, the party Monday night, uh, you know, six-pack. Um, Alan's been doing really well on the uh, on his charters and on these uh, few open parties we've been putting up. He's been doing really well on the big yellowtail guys. Um, calico bass fishing's been really good. Um, there is a chance, you know, depending on 
where the fish are. You know, you, you fish offshore. So just kind of be ready for anything. You know, bring 25 to, you know, 60 or 80. And that, you know, that, that set you up. You guys will be all good. But uh, jump on the jump on the Dreamer Monday night, guys. Uh, LongBeachSportFishing.com. Click book online if you have any questions. Just give us a call, 562-432-8993. Okay, sounds good. What's up, buddy? Sorry, I got a little sidetracked there, guys. <laughs> my cat's, like, under my feet here. But sorry about that. <laughs> you know, you know what, like uh, you heard Sergio say, we're trying to get uh, a film uh, put together with the victory in the El Dorado, uh, and we're going to probably do that in both those uh, trips. But, you know, uh, let's get something going with the Dreamer. I'd love to throw them in there. Did you ever contact? Uh, uh, he contact never. Ca- he never called me. You told me he I'll was going to call that. me. So I'll get on that today. I'll get on that today. Okay. Perfect. I, I look forward to it. it. It's a great look, a great little boat. I, I love it. it. Cool. Yeah, and Alan. Alan's, in, you know, my opinion is one of the best on the West Coast. So great, great boat. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, excellent. In a, Huh? All, All right. right. Well, October, thanks for the time, guys. Um, I'll see. I'll see you guys soon. Hold on. Hold on a second. Don't go anywhere, Steve. Um, uh, Oliver, Steve can't hear you, so ask the question, and we'll ask Steve. Oh, Steve, can you hear me? It's Andrew. Uh, I just want to know if he's, his contact's quitting. Okay, Andrew wants to ask something. Yeah. Do you have any lobster trips booked uh, in October? I can't hear Andrew either. Okay, okay. He's asked you if you have any October trips for uh, lobster. Oh, um, we're working on that. I contacted Jimmy, and uh, he's going to get back to me. Um, every year, we try to we try to put on you know our lobster trips, but I'm just waiting to hear back from the owner, guys. Um, once you know, once we put it on the schedule, I'll go ahead and throw it up on social media. If you guys haven't followed us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I, I pretty much try to post up something every day, updates, new trips, fish counts, all that good stuff. Cool. Excellent, 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 excellent. All right. Uh, love you, my friend, and we'll see you soon, okay? All right. You guys have a good day. Thank you very much. All right. LongBeachSportFishing.com. Love it. We got uh, two trips here, October 7th uh, on the Victory, a three-quarter. I call the landing, and then on the 10th, you come hang out with us on a day and a half aboard the El Dorado. Looking forward to it. What's the phone number to come reach us? The Victory, you would call if you're going to. They want you to go online if you can first. Do that way at uh, longbeachsportfishing.com. But then you can call 562-432-8993. Excellent. All right. Thank you. I can see. I can hear the music. Yep. When we come back, we'll talk to Oliver. We'll talk about some of the stuff we used over at the island. And uh, we'll get into that real heavily. Folks, you're in Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. 
Hello, I'm Chef Brie, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back. It is Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And as you can see, Ron and I are dragging a little bit. <laughs> and as we had a really, really long week. Um, we got back uh, last night, you know, and um, I think I passed out at 8, then I woke up at 10, then passed out again, woke up at midnight. It's been like that. But Cedros really paid off. Uh, the fishing was nothing short than spectacular. I mean, if you can limit out on Yellowtail by 9, 9.30 in the morning, uh, keep in mind we leave the dock probably at 7 when everything is said and done. By the time we're in the, in the area, is 7.30 to 8, and you can have limits of Yellowtail by 9.30, an hour and a half. That's not bad. I would say that's not bad. you agree, Oliver? Oh, man, that's, you know, that's exactly how it is on there. Yeah, and then one and of listen, the... I don't know. I don't know if it is recognized by everyone, but I definitely call it the Yellowtail capital of the world, you know? Because oh, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been said that that is the case for years. In fact, um... When it first started, I, I was there the first year this fishing on the island started. And easily, we would call it the Yelltail and Calico Bass fishing capital of the world because Calico Bass is yep. just as crazy. Uh, but, you know, yep. some, one of the things they started a little bit earlier, and I think that's going to change uh, the way you fish Cedros, is they started putting all the lobster pots down. Okay, their season opened up on the 16th, which, by the way, was the independence of Mexico. So congratulations right. to all the Mexicans. Uh, it was their Independence Day. Andrew, when does our uh, our season start here? Our lobster season is going to start on the, uh, the it's the first Saturday preceding the first Wednesday, which will be October 9th. Uh, it's going to start at 6 a.m. Uh, it used to be midnight, but they changed that a couple of years ago to 6 a.m. Uh, and then uh, your bag limit is seven lobsters, and then uh, the legal size limit, uh, three and a quarter inch from the uh, the straight line to the midline of the back rear edge of the and all the way up to the eye socket. So, right. Well, it's still a it, it's still a law. Don't you? It's still a law. Don't you have to have a measuring device on you? Yes, you do. Yes. Every angler has to have a measuring device. Uh, you also have to have a current uh, spiny lobster report card. Right, and, uh, and, and pay your, attention uh, to that, what Ron just said, and Andrew. 
every angler has to. So if you have four people on the boat, all four have to have a measuring tool. Okay, that's the key. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the one thing they they will not mess that in your your license. All right, so that comes up then. Uh, well, so let me go back to why it's important. Uh, when the lobster pots come out, they attract uh, the lobsters come in, and there's other things happening, and um, it, the, the fish behave differently. The calico bass love uh, all the scents, and they put down there, and they attract the fish. Okay, and uh, a lot more crabs come out, and calico bass will eat a crab. Okay, they'll they'll, they'll do it. So it's just, um, it changes things, and this is a transition. But to go, we had wind, we had seas, and yet we were limited to where we could go, and yet we could limit on yellowtail uh, early morning, which the rest of the day was just catch and release. Catch and we just hope, we, what we would do is just go one shy each, okay, so that we could fulfill it with a big fish. And at the end, before you left, you said, okay, let me go ahead and complete the limit. We complete the limit and bring it home. So um, I want to say this. I um, I normally, everybody knows me, you got to catch one on the bass rod. I did. Okay, I caught several on the bass rod. But well, I, even though these fish were not the monsters that we've caught there in the past, one of the things I noticed was how healthy these yeah. fish were. Okay? And they fought a lot harder than they do here okay i don't know if you felt that too ron yeah i it's what i said it's like um if you use 30 pound you're in trouble and these fish were not that big Mm -hmm. and it's like uh you know we were we were using 40 and uh it was pretty amazing it still took everything and especially that last they didn't have just one or two pull you know when they get to the surface and take off again these are three and four and five times they just and it was amazing it they are healthy oh my goodness yeah very 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 healthy okay so pretty much everything down there is on steroids right it's you know <laughs> the water temp is a lot warmer so they're not as lethargic as they are up here and you know um I mean, on steroids, it's the only way I could put it, you know. Well, you know, and, and go back to that. It, these aren't small. They're good. I mean, they're they're decent size. And for out here, they pull a lot harder than out here. There's no, there's no two ways to put it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I think there's a lot of factors. Um, one of the things is that there's a lot of bait. You notice how much bait was in the yeah. water? So they have the bait. They have all the food. Um, Calgo bass in particular, when I say bait, there's so much bait that their teeth are extremely sharp. If you go here and you'll catch a calico once in a while, you go to lip them, and it's not a big deal, okay? It takes several fish to break your skin. Your first fish there will put uh, holes in your finger, and you'll start bleeding. And that's because they're not dependent on shellfish and rock and, and uh, rock crab and all this other stuff down there that dulls their teeth there is so much fin bait that they keep their teeth nice and sharp and they're very healthy everything has a big stomach they're, they're fat they're healthy so i want to say that so, it's the first place i've ever worn a glove and oh. i'm sure glad i had a glove yeah i wear tape and the glove on top so that gives you that, that yeah. idea okay so Let's go to the, some of the equipment that we use because that's important. I decided to take three rods, and then I ended up taking four rods. So this is, guys, this is what I took. I took two bass rods, a seven ten H. Everybody knows that with me, and then I took the eight the FSC eight hundred L, 
an FSC 800M, okay? Those are the old trues and classics because you never know what you're going to be fishing with over there. You can get it once you start fishing, you can get an idea, okay? Uh, but primarily, I use the 800M. And the reason is um, we get to the island and Ben says, hey, I'm, I'm testing and researching for a brand new turn two. So uh, the accurate turn is going to be upgraded and updated to the turn two. And it's coming out. It's got a lot of great features. I don't want to blow it. I'm going to let Ben introduce it to you guys next week. The reel will be available for sale, for purchase, um, I believe, in November. But we got a chance to try it out. So he gave me the 400, and um, I put, I think it was a 40-pound top shot, okay? And that rod and reel worked amazingly. And uh, it gave me all the backbone I wanted, but all the sensitivity I needed. Okay, it lets you, even though it's a medium, I could still whip and I mean the word whip because when you make a cast, you just whip it out there. I was able to do that with um, with that rod. So in the bass rod, well, it does what it does. I never fear. Okay. How, how did I match them up? And then I'll let Ron see how he matched his. I matched up the bass rod with the Pen Fathom uh, bait caster. Okay. Steve uh, hooked me up with that. I put, put that on one of the bass rods. The other one had the Accurate 300. Okay, and that I think had 20 pound on that, and then I had the L. Okay, the L had a 400 on it, and then I had the other 400 on the M. Okay, and that's the way I set them up. So I had a BV 400 on one, and the new turn two on the other. But I used primarily the turn two. You, Ron, how did you? Where were your setup? I had. I also took. Uh, I took the uh, MH uh, 710 MH, and I took the uh, 710 Heavy, and I matched my Lexus up with the MH, and then I uh, had the 300 on my Heavy, and then I, I took. I did take my uh, 800L, and I took my 800M, and I had. I had uh, on the L. I had the 400 uh, accurate 400, and then on my uh, uh, medium, I had the 500 accurate. And I, I I did not lack any power. That I love that light, uh, M800 light. Uh, I can throw. First of all, I can throw an iron a long Mile. way, and and it's just blast, just just fun. You know when you match uh, the light, because you know one of the things we fell in love with your rods, Oliver, is the lightness. For me, it's the light. You also have strength, and you also have sensitivity. I think yep. it, everything is there. And then when you match it with a lighter reel, like the BVs are really, really light, okay, the, the, the accurate BVs. And you put them together, they weigh nothing. In fact, um, I had several of the people that came with us, and they, you know, they have the old gear, the tried and trues, and they look at my stuff and they go, and Ron's, and they go, what is that? I mean, they look like it's slapping out of space. And then when you show it to them, <laughs> right? and, yeah, and they, they understand the – the physics behind it and we sat in fact with ben and ron we sat around the table almost like in a seminar mode with the stuff that we brought you know because they, they you know they're still in, in a different century i think in some cases yeah. um yeah. And, and yeah. They, yeah and so and, and it's not just them down there it's also some of the some of us that travel down there right mm -hmm. everyone that's talking about traveling down there the lightest what they want to bring is a heavy and they're always looking for something much heavier Right. Um, you know, and and that's because they they, they don't want to get rushed. Obviously, you you guys know that that you fish, 
will test your gear and your and your nerves, and they will rock you in a heartbeat. And let me tell you, here's something that we don't plan for, but it happens. Um, more than rocks and kelp this time, I think your biggest fear were sea lions. Yeah. Okay. So you have to, I mean, you can see your fish coming. You can see that sea line. You better start pumping <laughs> and you better start turning that handle and the rods allow it. Okay. And if, if, and it did happen several times, the sea line does grab your yellowtail, um, you keep the, the pressure on them because they have to come up for air. They have to be able to chew. And if you're pulling as he opens his mouth, you'll pull the fish away. So believe it or not, I know they're not designed for that, but they really do withstand the pressure, okay, of a sea lion yep. pull, pulling on that yellowtail because I'm not going to make it easy for the sea lion to grab the fish. In well, fact, I saw... Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, there's uh, there's a photo that I, I can't believe I saw this. Um, Ron and Michael from Michael's Sports Pub and Grill they showed me this, and it is a fish. It is you can't, it's unrecognizable because it's all chewed up. Everything is chewed up, and then there's an eyeball hanging from it. <laughs> okay, it's a craziest. Uh, if I can get a photo of that picture, I'll post it because it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, you know what I did to Michael since you brought it up was um, I was using the I had my 300 and I threw it out there and I got the I, I hooked up the yellowtail right away. And then you hit that. Then, you know, when the seal grabs it, it's like, oh, Michael, this is a really big one here. Take this. And <laughs> he fought that thing for a good 20 minutes and goes, oh, my gosh, this is a winner. And then all of a sudden it released it. I never stopped laughing. He he thought he had the biggest fish in the world. <laughs> yeah, but the the point being that three hundred and that rod handled that amazingly. It was just it, easy. Yes, yeah. it, it, it's good stuff. So I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, there's been uh, hundred pound bluefin caught on both of those rods. Uh, I don't know if I shared that before, but both the eight hundred L and eight hundred M have already killed. 100 pound bluefin uh yeah no it wasn't it wasn't a five minute fight and and no the people that hooked them did not go out there looking for a 100 pound uh tuna they were just fishing you know 25 30 pound test and um they happened to get picked up by these big fish and they finessed them in and they did their job and landed their fish you know so the 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 rocks have proven to have the backbone that we uh, talk about you know, time after time, uh, even those fast rods. So I'm not surprised that you guys have so you took. Did you at any point feel that maybe you could have, you should have had a, a heavy with you? Not this trip. No, not this trip. And okay. um, however, however, when I went up to Alaska, okay, the the heavy and the extra heavy were ideal. Okay, when we were on the ocean, honestly, a heavy uh, for some of the bigger tuna would have been good. But correct me as if I'm wrong, Mr. Rodmaker. Um, I think the heavier the gear, the harder the fight. The harder you pull, the harder the fish pulls. I don't know, but if I can, if I have enough line on a reel that's on my bass rod, I baby the fish more. I'm not as tired. I don't feel because again, I have to bend a heavy rod. It just takes a lot. 
And it takes a lot to be holding on to the other end. I mean, of course, obviously, a bass rod is not going to bring a 200-pound fish. But it's brought – I mean, I've gotten yeah. – I, I got a, th a thresher that weighed 125 pounds on it. So, Well, you know, I, I had the – I took the M, and I put the 500 on it, which is probably more real than – but I knew your rod would handle it um, if, if I did hook that big fish. So uh, I didn't have any worries about that at all. No, I didn't take a heavy because I didn't think we'd need one. All right, listen, I can hear the music when it got out to the last semi. Hold on a second here. Uh, got to go to a break, uh, Oliver. Andrew, I know you got to sign off. Go sign off. Go have a nice bachelor party. Remember, if you want to run or if she wants to run, give Uncle Serge a call and I'll come out and pick you up. All right, you guys have a good one. All right, Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLA. We're right back with Oliver Solis. AMA 30. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. All right, welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Sergio. I'm with Ron Hobbs and Mr. Oliver Solis, and we're looking at, uh, you know, what we use at Cedros, what we used on the last trips. Uh, the arsenal has gotten really, really wide for me. I mean, it, it's really plentiful. Um, we're blessed to be working with Oliver Solis and Fishing Syndicate Rods. Um, I, at this point, I think you've got enough models to cover just about everybody. You uh, are coming out with a brand new jig stick, too. Why don't you talk about, about the jig stick? So, um, did you guys use that jig stick on your uh, Ocean Odyssey trip? I'd love to, but I don't have one. Do you, Ron? Well, there was there was the only model that's available on the boat, is what I recall. Oh, I don't, I don't, I didn't see it. Be, it nobody brought it out. Yeah, okay. nobody. Yeah, if it, it was there, yeah. I, and I've used it before. Outstanding. I just yeah, but no, no I, we did not. No, okay. So why don't you talk about that well, one? Well, listen, that's already uh, old news at this point, right? Because we we've been developing that. Uh, 
uh, we got it dialed in. Now we're just waiting on a couple hundred pieces to uh, to become available so we can put them out to the market. And what I was doing, uh, and I don't want to drop too much on this, but what I was doing, uh, you know, alongside of that was working with uh, a jig manufacturer so that we could put our own touch on uh, jigs. Those uh, have now come in. We are not quite releasing them yet. Uh, there's a marketing department still working on a couple of things that we need to do so that we could then release them to um, uh, to the industry. But for those that happen to come by the shop, uh, they're already on the rack, ready to be sold. Excellent. Uh, introductory price of only $10, um, which is pretty inexpensive for a jig nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll get those out. Um, those are to go, supposed to go right alongside with the uh, the jig stick. And then uh, you were talking about you know doing some surf fishing. Uh, we have this two piece that you and I talked about a couple of years ago when you were supposed to go to uh, what was that island? Uh, you guys were going to go Tonga. With, um, Tonga. Tonga. Yes. So we uh, we have this two piece full graphite fifteen thirty rod, mm -hmm. which. Uh, uh, my attorney, Clay, and his son, who you remember, mm -hmm. um, they've been uh, using that when they go down to PV. I uh, got plenty of content. When you got a six-year-old being able to pull on roosters and jack prevails, like you said, from the surf, you mm -hmm. can't, you know, doesn't get much better than that. No, no, uh, it does. They even got a yellow tail from the surf down there. Now, the other thing so, I want, so the jig stick we got that it's all new is, um, can we talk about the new line of uh, inshores? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I mean, one, um, of, you know, one of the things you also hooked me up with in, uh, uh, was the inshore, that whole line of five rods. Uh, it changes your whole way of looking at bass. The, the the whole the bass rod now expanded it just went boom like it's it's all over the place so you have a a, a rod for every possible need so why don't you talk about the uh, inshore series so that inshore series uh is going to end up being a total of 12 rods uh, it's going to go from extra light to medium so extra light light and medium in both eight and nine foot in a good old FS fashion. Um, that is going to be made for bait casters, uh, trigger seat. And so you could, um, you know, go from the extra light, which we've been uh, falling in love with, with Sergio. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's actually a medium, which is a solid 30-pound rod, which will land your yellowtail without a problem, a sea bass. And then, uh, and then there's a composite series that's going to go from a light to a heavy and also eight and nine. Uh, and the reason for that lineup, it's also going to have a trigger seat. Um, what we see is that the majority of the new anglers uh, love their bait casters for everything, right? And we all fish differently. Um, you can't blame the new wave of anglers. Uh, with the bait casters, it does make it easier to wind. It does make it easier to cast. Uh, they don't have to worry about winding that line back with their fingers the way we used to back in the day with the um, with the conventionals, right? Uh, 
and they're the facing potential of those spacecasters. So uh, we're creating a, an inshore lineup uh, to support that. And that's going to go from a light 1530 to a uh, heavy 3050, which will be a solid 40-pound rod, which I had seen some guys saying, oh, that would make a great jig stick. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I, I, I'm an old-timer, right? Uh, I love some of the new stuff, but that's not quite a jig stick, but what is a jig stick nowadays, you know? Um, I guess a jig stick is whatever the heck you make it to be, right? Yeah, um, but, but, you know, here's the thing, and I, I mean, I mean, it's a disclaimer, because a jig stick is, a, you know, gosh, uh, you know, it, 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 fishing has changed, you know what I'm saying? And technology has come yep. a long way. Yep. And so now what you're able to do with rods, I mean, I think perhaps to me the most significant uh, technology boost or boom in, in fishing had to be Spectra, okay, when Spectra came into yes, play. That, that That created lighter, smaller reels, it's a thinner line. The rods changed. Everything's good. So now everything is really starting to match up, and now we're just tweaking here, tweaking there. And what I love about uh, the fishing syndicate rods is that you didn't invent the wheel. You just made it really cool and very practical and very uh, strong. And, 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 all, and all the features that a fisherman is looking for, you can find in a fishing syndicate. Now I know you and I are friends, and we we, we, we use your rods, and we, we 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 sponsor each other. But I, I didn't do it, and I always tell the story. You came up to me and you said, "Here's four rods. Let me know what you think." We went out, we tried them. I mean, Ron, myself, you gave some to Larry, had Tony. We went out and we came back and we said, "We love these things." We didn't have a contract in place. We didn't have it. We just said, "We love these things." Well, let's 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 take it even further to the truth. When you were very skeptical, very, you were like, "What does it say I want?" And I remember you uh, dissing me, saying, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take one. I'll, I'll give you an opinion." The one I was like, "Sergio, take you it. can't just take one. Right. You got to go from light all the way to extra heavy, and then give me an informed opinion." Roger. You looked at me like, "Okay, kids, you got it. I'll take all four. You know, uh, it, it, look." Almost like a drug dealer, right? Unfortunately, I have to use that expression that's very common. I knew that once you tried them out, you know, uh, I didn't know your fishing style, mm-hmm. but I learned it right away. Yeah. You came back and you said, that heavy is way too heavy. Right. Um, but that, that light in the medium, can you make me a lineup? And yeah. That's how this whole relationship started. Yeah, and you know what? And then and then you started find tweaking this and tweaking there. And you know what? That's the funny thing. When I went, we went to Cedars. I took all the classics. I call those my classics. The first set because the classics uh, can handle a lot. For example, I'm going to the East Cape. I have to be careful. I'm only allowed to take four rods and reels. I can't take more. So thank God I have Rhonda so we can you know stretch it to eight. But I've got to make sure I have enough trolling rods that can also be used for casting or fishing bait. I need to have some casting reels. I need to have some inshore stuff. I need to have some surf stuff. I mean, it, it, it's it's a wonderful thing when you have all those available. And it has the same philosophy. The philosophy, if I'm not mistaken, is lightness, sensitivity, and strength. Correct? You, That's it. More power, right? Yeah, uh, you and get that is a, that is the premises. That is the premises for everything that we do. 
uh, at least from a rod standpoint. And that's from uh, after A to 40 Z. years of fishing, uh-huh. I'm very picky. Yeah, and, and from A to Z on all your rods, that's what you get. So you may have different applications. To, I mean, like, for example, I like your new um, Inshore XL. Okay, I, I use that one with 10-pound tests and an Okuma 200. Okay, and I go out and put right. it, I put them against these big bass, and it's like it's a ride of your life. Okay, remember, guys, I don't care if I catch the fish or not. I just love the fight. Okay, and um, on 10-pound... Oh my! Is it fun? It, it it feels like you're doing you're fighting a tuna, and you're just here local. It's a lot of fun, and you get them because of the strength. Okay, now, if your drag is set correctly, ten pound is what we used to fish all the time. So you, the the XL has been a big huge plus, uh, all of them, all of them. So on the inshore, so I highly recommend everybody. It, most most of our listeners are beginning to get it. And that they're getting C, uh, the L, the M, and the H. But then you also have that series, and I and I really implore everybody to check them out. All right, listen, Oliver, I got about a minute left, so go ahead and use it. Oh man, wasn't ready for that. I just wanted to talk about cedars. I wanted to live my life to you guys doing that. I, I pretty sure fish with down there. Well, I, like I said, I fish primarily with the eight F, FSC eight hundred M and the brand what? new Captain. Yeah, and the what brand. Captain? Oh, um, Flaco. I've never fished with him before. Flaco. That uh, means nice. thin guys. Nice. So. Those guys do a great job down there. Yeah, no, he was he was job. great. He was knowledgeable. He took us to the right place. Like I said, we were very very limited on where we could fish, so it worked out. All right, my brother Oliver. Thank you for uh, thank calling you for in, and um, I'll probably talk to you in the next couple of days. Okay. Sounds good. I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, brother. All right, Ron, we got about 30 seconds left. Uh, why don't you mention the schools one more time? October 7th, we got the victory called the landing. And then you also have uh, the El Dorado on the 10th. And you call us at 714-969-9750. And we do have spots. And I believe we're going to be filming this, guys. So you want your uh, 15 seconds of fame. <laughs> How about the Western Pride? We've got it. Out. We the, well, yes, we do. It's And we're going to uh, – I'll put more information out on this. We are going to make this a rock and roll trip. We are making arrangements to get some good sounds and tunes on the boat. And it will be from uh, 630 to 1230. And we'll have a good time with that. Yeah, it's going to be a rock and roll party. So come out. You know, it'll be a lot of fun. We we love music. So um, it'll be blaring, I'm hoping, all night. It'll be limited load, right? Right. And uh, we're, we're it's, that's on October 5th, by the way. I forgot to put the date. So. Okay. All right, everybody. Listen, we had a great week at Cedros. Uh, we're heading to the East Cape. Bottom line, be kind to one another. Have fun. Be safe. And Angler Chronicles... We'll check out until next week. Have a good one. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.